Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Air guitar. Another episode of Nerdy Show. In fact, welcome to Nerdy Show. It's a weekly podcast dedicated to every facet of nerddom, from comics and video games to science and technology. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Cap. Hi, I'm Nikki. Hi, I'm Boar. Hey, I'm Doug. And we're going to talk about all kinds of cool shit today. Uh, a couple weeks ago, well, actually a few weeks ago at this point, we talked about Deadpool and how uh, we were you know, greatly anticipating that film's release. And now it's out, and we've got some feelings about it. Uh, we, we learned that, uh, science can perhaps erase memories, a la the Weapon X program. Uh, some crazy shit's happening with DC Comics right now. Um, and, and, uh, and, uh, uh Apple and the FBI going head to head. All kinds of things to discuss. But, uh, more importantly, how's everybody doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, moved my cat into my house today, so I'd say that's, t- like, five stars right there. Where, where was your cat before? At the house I'm moving from. Oh. But- <laughs> you have to- it's a house-to-house cat move. <laughs> It's okay. been Did you a while, it man. over, or was it? Well, it Did you put it in a box? Yeah, or... get him up. There was a cat carrier involved, you know, but uh, it, it's just it's been a while since for the move to happen. So I've been without my cat for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Cat Traumatic. carrier is a smart, smart yeah, thing. I broke down. So one time I had my cat not in a cat carrier in the car, and it was like just getting into absolutely everything that it shouldn't. And I, I at one point had to pull it. Uh, because because it was embedded in my my roommate's neck. Coheed? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, how about you, Doug? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, me too. Me work. too. It's, it's been. It's, I, it's been I don't work, believe it. And that's it. You can't. You can't be doing nothing. Well, I pl- I played. I played maybe twenty minutes of Skyrim. I heard you playing Fallout just a little while ago. I did. Well, I played maybe. I heard some major yeah. Vats action. Coming yeah, from yeah. He was living room. That was literally like just before we started rolling on this. I got. I played. I played a few minutes of Fallout. I went into a building. I shot eight people, <laughs> and then I stopped to come in here. So that uh, sounds like you got room. some pretty good Fallout stories for us. Yeah, <laughs> I went into this warehouse, and there were like these gangsters with uh, machine guns, and I shot one guy, uh, and then I moved to the other guy. Uh, none of them were synths. <laughs> that's my fallout story cool story bro <laughs> it's so true all of it hmm. yeah it actually happened i i've been working you'll you'll see the fruits of of my labor soon enough uh via nerdy show but uh but that's all i got to report right now that's it uh, the phil collins interview came out in text form so there's that yeah do we have to see your fruits I, it's optional okay <laughs> but if you want to i ain't gonna deny you yeah. are there any fruits coverings 
What? You know, you like gonna dress chocolate. up? You gonna dress up the uh, fruits, or uh, we just have to? We're getting some bare fruits. Uh, I'd say dip it in chocolate, uh, dark chocolate. Yeah. 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 Sure. I like dark chocolate. Yeah. It's the only true chocolate. Uh, I'm just gonna say this right now, and if you don't like it, I'm sorry. Fuck milk chocolate. I I don't I don't I I only like milk chocolate. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dark chocolate. I'm a Fuck it. I, I only like milk chocolate. Man, we're getting to the we're getting to the heavy hitting issues <laughs> yeah. here. Hey man, it's we've what got really some strong matters, opinions, and it. we're divided on chocolate lines here. Dark chocolate all the way, man. Hashtag team milk. Mm. Gross. Yeah, gross. Super gross. <laughs> no, don't, don't make Disgusting. me throw up on the on on. Oh you know, live. no! What's worse than milk chocolate? Any American chocolate. White chocolate. Oh. Because it's not even chocolate. It's not really chocolate. Yeah, it's not. What's, what's unfair to call that chocolate. Exactly. Yeah, I Why thought you were going to say Hershey's or Nestle name? or something. And oh. I was going to be like, yeah. That's candy. I, you know, That's I, used, I used to think I like white chocolate, but now it's just like, I feel like I'm eating a stick of butter. I can't, I can't get behind it. cream. No, the only thing worse than regular. The, the, Yuck. See, I like milk chocolate, so it's unfair for me to say the only thing worse than milk chocolate. <laughs> but any, like, just, can we just all agree that the, that the shit tiered chocolate is like the easter bunny hollow wait the shit tiered yeah the shit tier if there's a difference oh tiers. as yeah. in it's cheap but you still don't want yeah put it in the your mouth? hollow easter bunny thing of chocolate it's is disgusting. always the worst. it doesn't even taste like real yeah. anything yeah. you think so like at, a, at the easter bunny factory like someone like like farts directly in the rabbit before they seal it up <laughs> i wasn't insinuating that <laughs> but i wouldn't be surprised if they it's might true. who knows that's why they purposely. How do you get that job? Hollow. That's like they just they they, they position the, the hollow rabbit like against their butt, fart directly into the eye hole, and then cover it up with the with the, the, the pastel yellow frosting to make that little eye. Like, Would you have to have perfect. some sort of like a specialized butt plug to, to uh, direct like that's a otherwise you're gonna lose a lot of pressure. I've never you know, I've never I've never seen that offering before, like a valve release. <laughs> This is uh. This, 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 we've gone off the rails this, already. This has been like both extremely mundane conversation going into extremely abstract conversation. Let's get it back on topic. Uh, how about you, Bor? What you been up to? Oh, what have I been up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he choked. He choked. I've been a little sick lately, and apparently coughing all over the place. Mm. Um, I got a new piece of tech recently oh. that's pretty cool. In the case itself, okay. Um, yeah, I guess I can show them yeah, the case. Well, uh, cool. uh, while Boris is showing <laughs> us a thing um, and choking <laughs> and coughing, uh, we, we, he, we, I'm okay. We should, I swear. We should point out that with with They're our last uh, our last like weekly update news and update sort of uh, recording, we did um, some video work. We we pu- we published this out. On, you may you may have caught it on NerdyShow.com or on our YouTube, um, and that was a test. That was a simple test, but this time. We've got the entire episode in video format online. Uh, so if you want to watch us in the studio, if you want to watch Boar coughing or see his real oh, tears, if, if this is all, if this is gonna, if this is about turning like a patient zero situation, no offense, man, but I'll put you down. If it means saving the world, and if it's a patient zero uh, situation, we are all done for. Yeah, guys. you're you're already fucked. So we got to figure out ways to to like mutually assured destruction in this room is what we got to do for the betterment of everybody else. And so knock over the lab, start setting fires. Like, <laughs> we'll just all right. Well, what face. I was trying to talk about, uh, I got, <clears throat> I got these things called here, H E R E, uh, by Doppler Labs, and what they are is they process sound in real time. So they're kind of like, they're kind of like high tech hearing aids, if if you want to put it like that. But there's an app for your phone where you can control EQ, volume, 
Um, you can add like effects to whatever you're listening to. So like say you're at a concert and there's not enough reverb or something. You can add reverb or echo or lots of other things like that. That's super weird. So it's like a cybernetic implant almost. Yeah. I mean, it sounds weird, but like, for example, I, I showed them to my girlfriend and told her what they could do. And she immediately stole them from me and then got out an acoustic guitar. And I think she was pretending she was playing in Carnegie Hall or something because <laughs> you can totally do that. Is it good for like noise cancellation? Like if it detects stuff coming in and you can. Um, yeah, there are there are modes for tuning out noises and stuff. Um, one thing that I used them for recently was I actually took them to Deadpool and I watched the entire movie with them. Did you was it like what, what? Did, you, did you watch it in Carnegie what, Hall or was what, it everyone a robot? Like what was the sound? What does filter? that mean? I, I could have done that. Um, but instead, what I did was I jacked <laughs> up the volume a little bit and then I took out some of the bass because I thought it sounded a little bit muddy. Because you can remix the real world with them. Like that's the whole point of them. Oh my god! How much are these things? <laughs> they're two hundred bucks. They're not mm. super cheap, um, but they're made for like taking to concerts and listening to live music with. Hmm. Does um, it have Bluetooth capabilities? Yeah, that's how you control them. Is is well, is I mean, through Bluetooth. So you can play songs off your phone. Actually, no, that is not <laughs> one of the functions. But 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 wouldn't it make sense that you could? Right, it, like it would make sense, can... but it would probably take extra hardware. Like it would probably so have to be long. bigger. Can you, Those by are... any chance, record what you're hearing? No. Shit. Because you could, so, dude. You could. You it could... doesn't. It doesn't do any. Like all it does with the audio is like the app is changing the processing. Right. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So all it does with the audio is take it from the external microphone and push it into the internal speaker mm. it doesn't actually Go like broadcast phone, yeah. it or take it from anywhere else i feel like i've seen infomercials for that for like 10 or so years now for stuff just like that oh like... to hear the tv if it's far away like mm -hmm. you, know, yeah, you mean yeah. hearing aids <laughs> <laughs> no but that's like that sounds like a cool thing to have like especially if you go to some of the uh venues in orlando yeah that are like really crappy exactly for sound quality yeah yeah um, one thing that they did uh, for the release was they're giving them to attendees of Coachella, allowing them oh. to purchase them before anybody else. Here, here's a $200 thing. We trust you with right. that. Right. I, I assume that the reason that they're doing that is because they can get people to be like, oh, it sounded so awesome Like because I had these things, you know? like, Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's They won't what know what doing. the name of the band they were listening to was, but they will know the sound was good. Right. Hypothetically. <laughs> except yeah. for the point where, you know... They're drunk and high, so the sound quality don't mean shit to them. But sure, exactly. why not? Yeah. You can tell I'm a big fan of festivals. Could you maybe <laughs> I, devise I a tell. way to, to go into a festival and hack it so you could broadcast to people? No. Using their Bluetooth, hooking into Bluetooth over their phones? No. I, Isn't I thought that what I, the FBI is doing? I thought I explained that. <laughs> no. I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing dumb for the for the lead in, but whatever. <laughs> it's a conversation for later, anyway. Gotcha. <laughs> well so so let's talk about deadpool then because you saw deadpool everyone saw it but me right so that that um leads us to the question what the hell is wrong with you doug uh i don't have any money damn it and i've seen it twice. why aren't we paying doug and and we need to that's, get doug. A, that's a great question <laughs> well that that is our our next next patreon tier is buying doug full-time where admittedly he still won't have enough money to see the movies because we're making sure that he won't work at his job, which it's, is not paying him much. Yeah. It's basically just it barely affords my food and uh, and maybe a little bit of rent just to satiate 
if you want to make sure Doug never has over. anything to report ever again, but is working nonstop on Nerdy Show, then that's a good option. Anyway, back to Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, so how was it? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of our concerns were not concerns. Man, this, this, I, I'll say this. We're, we're not going to spoil anything here. We're, this is spoiler-free if you haven't seen it yet. But there's never been a film like this made ever. It is, it is not one of the greatest adaptations ever done because it's not an adaptation of a specific story. But is one of the greatest adaptations of a character to ever make it into film. The the amount of like um, commentary on the comic book industry, the filmmaking industry, breaking the fourth wall, having a good time, subverting expectations, incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fourth wall was broken a couple times, pretty much immediately, <laughs> and then a lot after that. Yeah, there were fourth walls broken inside of fourth walls. Yeah. Yeah, at one point math was done about that. <laughs> but. I mean, yeah, if, it's, if you haven't seen it, run out and see it. Even, even the thing we were most skeptical about, the, 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 the sequences of Deadpool as, like, a normal guy with, like, a girlfriend were really, really well done. Uh, in fact, the romance <laughs> was actually... Better handled than probably ninety percent of any time that ever happens on the screen. I agree. In in most cases, anyway. I'm gonna have to uh, sneak into a movie theater and see it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that's gonna be tricky because usually you have to buy a ticket to get in there. So uh, good luck. I left my wallet inside. I get, get <laughs> oh, well, I can find that for you, sir. Which theater were you in? Uh, the Deadpool one. You know, <laughs> can you just show me where? Uh, I, I'll, it's okay. I'll find it. It's uh, it's the one that says "bad motherfucker" on it. There you go. Well, Have one of your friends go in and leave it there for you. I don't want to actually leave my wallet in there. <laughs> Not, it would just It'd be, be an empty du- wallet. It would be, be like, a dummy sir, this can't wallet. be your wallet. It's empty. Yeah, but it's mine. But why would you want it? It's empty. <laughs> Self-defeating. I mean, how about you You guys? Other other Deadpool reactions? If I One of my favorite things from the movie, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, I guess, is that he had an Adventure Time watch. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deadpool did or Deadpool, yeah. Deadpool spoiler did. alert? Yeah. <laughs> like suited up, just like a quick shot. Or yeah, like yep, yep. <laughs> just like boom, Finn and Jake. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> that. Well, he does carry two swords. Did and... anybody else feel like him once he is Deadpool after everything has happened to him? His face reminds me of Ted Danson. Yeah, wow. you a little bit of dancing chin there. Yeah, I I found a picture of him with the you know pizza face going on, and then I found a picture of Ted. So Dancing. what do you have against Ted this... Dancing? Oh well, well, let's be frank, and we can see this in the trailers. <laughs> Deadpool's um, meat face was not nearly as fucked up as it should have been, especially not for all the reactions that everybody was having in the film. Oh, oh, can't look at that. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I, I was like, he Freddy. doesn't really look that bad. Why? Why yeah. is everybody freaking out over if it? If I had to guess, uh, you know, despite all the th- all the amazing things that they had to do to subvert the film industry to get this movie made, at the end of the day, uh, SAG was still like, look. You are not crediting Ryan Reynolds if he's not within a certain percentage of recognizability. For example, Gary Oldman played that uh, that weird uh, uh, dude with like the prosthetic face in Hannibal. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't SAG would not let him be credited because even though he was a major character in the film, because he could not be seen as himself as Gary Oldman at any point in time. So you didn't see him credited until the credits rolled. 
Huh. What about Andy Serkis as everybody? That was, um, I believe, like basically glorified voice work under there. I, I'm not uh, any kind of expert in SAG. Uh, well, why and, shouldn't it be glorified and, voice work under Hannibal? You know, like what? Where, I, where do you draw the logic? I don't. I don't know, man. I mean, like it's it, these rules may have changed. You know, I, I'm not interested in really like you know bad mouthing SAG or whatever. But all the guilds have really weird restrictive policies anyhow that's just my theory on why ryan reynolds did not look as extreme as, yeah uh, <laughs> properly fucked up hmm. as deadpool it's probably a good theory though probably probably if you know let let us know <laughs> um something else has been going on is uh, by, by the time you've heard this the final episode of the x-files season 10 miniseries will have aired um and uh, so, so we're it's it's only six episodes. We've seen five episodes so far. Uh, what's everybody's reactions? So far, I've liked it for the most part. Um, I enjoyed. There was one episode specifically that was just very random. Didn't really have much to do with the storyline, and it was very campy. I'm gonna say. Um, I I enjoyed that episode. It was very weird. There was fourth wall break in it at one point where I was kind of like. Is this really happening? But it was like a, it was just a random episode, which I really enjoyed. And then uh, it looks like they're possibly trying to hint to bringing in people very similar to uh, Agent Muller and Scully, but who are not, who are younger. I'm not sure if that was just for an episode or if this is going to be something that they're hoping to get picked Jeez, up I, I i sure hope not um there, what you're what you're referencing there was uh uh the fifth episode had, Einstein. W- which was a very strange episode that combined <laughs> um like muslim jihadists mm-hmm. with um californication yeah <laughs> and a bunch of different aspects and then and then like a weird parallel to Mulder and scully in mm-hmm. these younger agents all these parts that shouldn't have made any kind of sense together, and then did, did. they connected all at the end? Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an interesting it was an interesting episode, but like very strange. And I did love the comedy episode that's written and directed by Darren Morgan, the guy responsible for all the funniest, weirdest episodes of both X Files and Millennium, um, featuring uh, the uh, um, uh, I can't remember his name, but the dude from, from Flight of the Flight Concords. Of Concords, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not the manager. Um, He's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was it was um, fantastic. Reese Darby. Yeah, Reese Darby. Yeah. Um, who is who is a, a fun? There's that entire episode is full of weird, obscure <laughs> references. Fun fact: He's wearing this bizarre outfit of this blue check suit with like a pork pie hat. I, I think I'm not really I'm not much of a haberdasher, so I don't really know what kind of hat that was. But that's the outfit that Kolchak the Night Stalker wore in the uh, the te- the 1970s television series Kolchak the Night Stalker. The first season's on Netflix right now. Um, it inspired the X Files, and he was wearing the, huh. the, the trademark outfit of that character. A really fantastic series. I, See, I highly recommend checking it out. When I was watching that episode, I actually got more of a psycho feel feel from it. Hmm. Just with the hotel and everything. Yeah, with yeah. it being the hotel, the you the, know, and the also animal, the animals, the animal heads looking through the animal eyes. Yeah, and stuff. like there was a lot of things that kind of were similar, and then there was another episode that reminded me of like a Michael Myers esque kind of creature mm-hmm. um i don't know but i've really been enjoying it but i don't know i can see so, some people were saying like that they were a little confused and like every episode's so weird but i'm like to me that perfectly encapsulates what x-files and in was. every single episode like, scully wears more eyeliner 
<laughs> like it I was, didn't notice it was that. rough. But but to me, the the idea of like it starts with a strong mythology and it looks like it's going to end with a strong mythology episode, and then there's just weird stuff in between. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's like exactly what you would get in a full season of X Files, but just crammed the, in the, into six episodes. Admittedly, like it does. You're, it started with an X Files mythology episode talking about the aliens and everything, and then and like reset, you know, the mm-hmm. the status quo, and then but it was all so serious, it was so heavy, and then. Practically none of those threads were picked up again during all the months That's, of the week. I, I, feel, I feel like the, la- the, the, the these bookend episodes are like you could dismiss all the stuff in between and probably just pick it up one after the other. Which is kind of a shame because it feels like I, I actually heard, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I, I heard that it was actually aired out of order. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. It might have been just a, a rumor gone wrong. Hmm. But I, that might explain the. Did they post shift like what they think should have been the order? I was talking to somebody, so uh, like this is why it's it's really suspect. But I was tell like, them to make a list. Dang it. <laughs> um, uh, but I you know I, I think that I think we're gonna see more X Files. And actually, you know, an interesting thing has happened because of this. In the in the past, we've interviewed uh, Joe Harris twice about his incredible work in the X Files comics. We actually had a uh, uh, an older episode where we had Chris Carter, the creator of X Files, and Joe Harris and the X Files editor all getting together talking about X- the original X Files season ten, which was a comic book series. They've now ended that season and gone on to season 11 in the comic books. But Chris Carter was always really standoffish about whether or not – originally they were saying this comic is 100% canon. And then he kind of reneged. He's like, well, it is, but it's also in its own universe. So now something very strange has happened, which is that um, the season 10 had like 25 issues or so. Season 11 is maybe like, like 10 or so issues uh, in total, and they're going to end it. They're ending it, and then Joe Harris is picking up a new X-Files at a new number one that is actually a canonical X-Files comic. After this miniseries or whatever? Like, season 10 and 11 of the X-Files comic, which were supposed to be canonical due to the existence of the television series, are now a tangential universe. That's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. It's great stuff. It's really great stuff that, that actually tied up a lot of loose ends and was done with Chris Carter. So we're we gonna see this stuff. We're we gonna see this stuff repeat, especially in since you see people in the comic that are not in the miniseries, except for like a moment. But you're like, was that them or was it not? And you're like, what the fuck? But so that's disappointing. Yeah, it's very confusing. Actually, I hopefully we will be able to have a good chat with Joe Harris on on the show again. I haven't actually made the attempt to do that yet, but um, but I want to because I'm gonna like like tell me the story. This is this is insane. I don't know if he can actually talk much about it diplomatically, right, right, right. but. Uh, it's very, 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 very weird. I have to meet him in a dark alley somewhere in a trench coat <laughs> with flashlights. Yeah, I'll tape some X. Uh, yeah, tape an X out the window right yeah. over here. <laughs> He'll call you. Nick, you mentioned some, something with, with Scooby-Doo. There was a weird thing that happened a couple weeks ago, which is DC, DC announced a reboot of Hanna-Barbera <laughs> properties in mm-hmm. comic book form. Yeah. It's very strange, very strange. And this is this is before... They announced the actual nature of their own, not not a full blown reboot, but the thing they're calling DC Rebirth, which affects the actual DC comics. Um, but the Hanna Barbera thing, in brief, it, it's really bizarre. Um, yeah. How's how's Scooby Doo going to be funny without the laugh track telling me when to laugh? <laughs> okay, well, so far it looks like Daphne is holding some futuristic like laser gun. 
you know, we already had Shaggy as a hippie, but now he's a hipster. He's got a little curly mustache and all that. Yeah, yeah he, and he's got the flannel on, you know. I mean, I don't know. It looks like it's going to be goofy well, it, enough. It's In its defense, um, it is called Scooby Apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. So it's not even called, like, Scooby-Doo, where are you, or anything like that. What really <laughs> throws me off is Velma. She's looking, like, younger, but then, of course... She, she's either a kid or a midget. One of the two, and she's holding a gaming, like, uh, a controller. Like, I have no a clue what... Controller? A gaming controller, like, for the Xbox and, or PlayStation. And, and in this image we're talking about, which is the, the cover of the first issue of this book, it looks like they're inside of a, of a colon. Like they're they're in a they're in a, a meaty, like like a gr- grammatical not not a not a not a or cave, anatomical not anatomical, anatomical. Not, not a cave but a meaty crevice okay yeah uh, I saw that picture but I thought it was just like fan art but it like, makes me want to know what I didn't think it was a real thing on. yeah you told me like. The Scooby Doo gang's in a colon somewhere. I'm like, this is that's on Deviant Art. That's not like. <laughs> and he would have gotten away with it too. Well, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, I mean, if Velma if Velma is a kid, then that's that's a really weird decision because it's undermining the fandom that Velma has, which is largely a sexual fandom. Um, so it's kind of a shame because she doesn't really. Yeah. She Wait, doesn't... what? There's a sexual Velma fandom because she's like the nerd. Well, I guess girl. there is for everything, but it's more than normal. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, she she's. Uh, if you ask the internet, Velma's the most desirable. All right, I'm, gonna oh, ask, I'm, yeah, I'm asking the internet right now. She's surpassed Daphne at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> in terms of the female Scooby Doo crew. Most... Yeah. <laughs> it was a thing. But but Scooby is not the only the only thing there is. Um, Wacky Racers, and this is one. Of the, this is the craziest thing. This is probably going to be the best thing they did. Wacky Racers is called Wacky Race Land, and it's created by Mad Max Fury Road designer Mark Sexton. What? He's he's redesigning Wacky Races into Mad Max. Okay. <laughs> oh, sure. and they're redoing sure. Flintstones, which I'm curious about cuz I mean, what are they going to do with the Flintstones in a comic book series? It, it is it is a dream team working on this. It's Amanda Connor who is an incredible writer and artist. She's the one responsible for all the the most recent Harley Quinn stuff that I I don't didn't care about the character outside of Batman the animated series and she made me in a big way um and it's written by mark russell the guy who wrote prez the mm. the num- the 17th nerdy thing of 2015 in our top 20 nerdy things list uh prez is a fantastic comic it's very satirical it's very funny and those two working on the flintstones together i don't get it but i'm gonna give it a shot yeah i'm curious and and the weirdest one easily is future quest which is johnny quest well, it's not just Johnny it's Quest. It's a huge, yeah. It, Johnny Quest could have supported his own comic book. I mean, <laughs> like easily, but instead, and I'm not going to knock it, but but this is it's every Hanna Barbera adventure character in one book. Yeah, it's Johnny Quest, Space Ghost, the Herculoids, Frankenstein Junior, the Impossibles, Birdman, the Galaxy Trio, and Mitor. All of them. And I'm most excited for uh, Space Ghost. All right, I've got an update. Does it take place in the future? I've got an update on the the Velma thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I have searched the internet, Mm -hmm. and I I tried a couple different search phrases, including, you know, most desirable, Scooby-Doo female, stuff like that. (laughs) Nothing came up with anything good until I typed in sexy Scooby-Doo. And then, yeah, it's almost all Velma. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. She's the green M&M of Scooby-Doo characters, you know? Like, people people want her. (laughs) There's some really graphic stuff here. <laughs> I'm right yeah. click and save as oh, a couple of these. And wasn't was there not um 
one of the series, the newer series, had a Vel- Velma as a lesbian, right? Yeah, Mystery Incorporated, which is the greatest thing to happen to Scooby Doo ever. And that was the Cartoon Network show. Yeah, yeah. And okay. Which, which is if you, if you have a chance to check it out, it's it's really great. It's a finite show. It has a beginning and an end, and is the only thing of integrity, in my opinion. And I know not everybody agrees with this, <laughs> but in my opinion, the only thing of integrity to ever happen to the property Scooby Doo. There you go. <laughs> I kind of hate. Scooby-Doo, I need to check so it out. Like, I'll, I'll believe you. So yeah, so you no, may, you they, may like Mystery Incorporated. I'll have to correct you on that because there was once a Scooby Doo crossover with 1960s Batman. I've, I've seen it. I have that. That on has DVD. integrity. I, hey, did you see that time when it. they got the Globetrotters with them? <laughs> yeah. All I, ninety I, times. I had that that particular crossover on VHS. So did I. I didn't care for it. I have it on DVD. <laughs> because that's because you don't have a soul. I, I need a young That's because you're a kid. <gasps> I'll take Kids it. with their DVDs. Oh right. I I'll forgot Blu rays like I'm not up on the Blu ray status. I got I have a Blu ray. <laughs> I'm not up on What's the Blu ray status. I mean I don't know. I'm still at DVDs and then I call Blu rays DVDs like an idiot, even though I know there's a huge difference. It, they are digital video discs, so Thank well you. it's actually digital vertical disc. Which what? has to do with versatile, versatile. You're right. Haha. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. Um, it, actually, I outnerded you. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it stood for video. Is that because I, of the well, layers? But, you know, because that's a, lo- a logical thing to assume, and I thought so for years. Or yeah. according to Murray from Flight of the Concords, who you brought up earlier, it's dubbed video dubbed. <laughs> I don't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Because I'm a bigger nerd. Well, <laughs> good. Enjoy it. <laughs> no, I'm really not. You're, you Here's win. your trophy. <laughs> so the other DC thing they're doing, DC Rebirth. Now, we've we've talked a lot of trash about DC in the past, and rightly so, because they manhandle their own comics like an abusive spouse. <laughs> like, they, they take good things that they have going for them and slap it around just like a fucking monster. They don't know how to run their own company. They're running their company to the ground. In fact, uh, Marvel made up more than double of the total comic sales internationally or something in the past. Wow. Like, DC is a sinking ship. There was a time where if DC Comics went under, the entire industry would completely fold because brick-and-mortar stores could not support Hmm. it not existing in a two-party system. But now... Image and the other third parties are doing so good, and Marvel's doing so good, if DC folded, it wouldn't matter. Damn. But they have great characters. They have tons of potential. Here's a short version of what happened, in case you're, you're unfamiliar with the, the, the timeline of DC Comics. The 90s sucked. They, they were struggling for relevance. They killed everybody. They made terrible decisions. And then, in the early 2000s, Jeff Johns comes along. And Jeff Johns writes a book called Green Lantern Rebirth which undoes all the bullshit of Hal Jordan turned evil and killed all the Green Lanterns and the whole reign of the Superman bullshit. And he starts recovering everything that was great and beautiful about the legacy of DC Comics, all these powerful characters. You're saying you didn't like the reign of the Superman? It was all right at the time. I love Superboy, and that's the look for Superboy. Yeah, Superboy and Steel. And... Come on. But, but the, part where, on, Cap. the part where Cyborg decimated Coast City and Green Lantern is like, just like crying all the time and then kills all his friends because he's so grief stricken. Come on. Parallax, come on. Zero hour, come on. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. So you win. Now who out there did who? <laughs> I'm gonna lose on comics every single time. Just you know. So Jeff Johns fixed it and he and, and him doing the Green Lantern rebirth started this whole chain reaction of DC Comics really lifting up the legacy of all the, their incredible characters and making it like the campier, more fun 
comics company, Marvel was still kicking ass and being really like fresh and modern. But DC had a different vibe to it that was still really fun. It was comic books. And then they destroyed all that. They had an event spiraling out of Green Lantern called Brightest Day that was really cool. It was uniting the Vertigo universe, which previously um, some editor said, you know what, we don't want characters that uh, that smoke cigarettes and do drugs and, uh, and masturbate or have genitals at all in comic books. Um, so we're going to just uh, quarantine uh, Vertigo over there. John Constantine, not in the DC Universe. Swamp Thing, not in the DC Universe. So Brightest Day brought them back in. And just as they're doing that, just as they're celebrating, just as they have this cool multiversal event called Flashpoint, do their victory lap, they kill the entire DC Universe. They reboot it in this thing called the New 52, which is a terrible marketing scheme because unless you were following the books, the New 52 means garbage. I was reading it, so I know that there's 52 finite universes. It's not an infinite multiverse like Marvel. So they got the New 52. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay. 52 new number ones. Um, the entire continuities are truncated. And the Justice League have only existed as characters. Like Batman and Superman have only been on the scene for, get this, five years. So all the Robins existed within a five-year time span. What? <laughs> oh, and then, of course, with Batgirl, and this is going to be forever, my complaint is the fact that she once was still Oracle... Then she goes from Oracle back to Batgirl. Fully functional legs. Oracle was her in a wheelchair. Yeah. I mean, she still has some, like, PTSD going on, but then she's young. Oh, I wasn't really shot. Like, how does that... But how does she go back to being young? Like, where did all these years of being the Oracle go? It doesn't doesn't make sense. So this whole thing was, was... very abruptly happened. In fact, I recall, and I think I'm right about this, Gail Simone, who was writing Birds of Prey, solicited the next issue of Birds of Prey, which never came out. Mm-hmm. So she didn't even know. Um, they start these new number ones. There's editorial control over everything. So people are publishing books with their names on it that they submitted a script for and then had everything about it changed. The point of one guy actually was losing work because the thing that he wasn't writing that was terrible had his name on it. It was, a, it was a catastrophe that started to improve. And during this time span between when the New 52 happened several years ago and now, there have been some good books, but mostly it's them dropping the ball again and again. And the reason that I like to uh, criticize is that there's this guy running it, Dan DiDio, who doesn't know comic books from his own asshole, and Jim Lee, who's a great artist but shouldn't be running a company. Meanwhile, Jeff Johns, who made DC something to contend with again, gets filtered off to Warner Brothers to handle like all the licensing for, for everything DC, beginning with the Green Lantern film. And even though he has great integrity, clearly his efforts have been wasted on all that because no one must be listening to him. Most of it's crap, except for the television show, which is more of, of Arrow and Flash and all that, which are more like the DC comics that we had before the new 52 than anything else. So that's a nightmare. And I'm sorry, I've clearly had the the floor here. No, no. I just don't even know what you're talking about. It's just so complicated. It's just like, all right, what are they going to just, when are they going to reboot in real life? Like, when are they going to shut down and just start over again? Every time they try to do something to help it, they keep kind of screwing themselves over a bit, like more, but... I, I haven't heard much about what the new reboot is, but I'm just 
tired of all the reboots. You, you should be. You should be very. <laughs> you should be exhausted. I am too. I'm, I'm almost. I'm just like I'm done, man. I tried so many times. This thing is called DC Rebirth. Yeah. It's headed by Jeff Johns to be a almost a company wide rebirth. It's what Green Lantern Rebirth and Flash Rebirth um, were to those specific titles for this whole mess. Okay. It's coming May 25th, and it's an 80-page one-shot book that leads into a complete relaunch of everything, starting at new number ones, except, get this, action comics and detective comics, which are going to their actual all-time numbering. So What the fuck? I, like, what? Action, what? action comics is 957, and detective comics is 934, so that in a couple years' time, they can have issue 1,000. But is that is that the only reason why they're doing that? Just yes. to, just to have a fancy number? Yes. Oy. Yeah. But the, he says this thing that's happening here. Um, first of all, in, in this interview with Combo Resources, says like everyone else, I'm skeptical of relaunches. Understatement, massive understatement. But the rebirth is beyond the back to basic beyond the back to basics approach. It's not just going back to square one. It's much more um, than something so simplistic. We need to do our best to get this right, and everyone has come together to create a cohesive universe and terrific stories that work individually as well as together. We're doing it by building on everything that's been published since Action Comics 1 up through the New 52, relaying the groundwork for DC's uh, future while celebrating the past and present. It's not about throwing anything away. It's quite the opposite. So something's going to happen in this book that is going to return some kind of like multiversal layer to it so you can have the same kind of fun that Marvel's no, my having. My head hurts. I know. Okay. And this is what's wrong with comic books. And DC has always been at the forefront of what is wrong with comic books. But the good news here is, even though me explaining all this shit to you is like, oh, I'm getting a headache. Like, this is, this is a migraine-inducing <laughs> amount of information here, is that the books might actually be good. Like it, this might, this I, might if they are, be... then I'll start reading them because I'm not going to do it now based on all the, the the convoluted. Oh, it's gonna. All right, we're gonna wrap this up. But oh no, wait, we're gonna change it midstream, and then we're gonna do this. And if there's no, there's no through line, there's no whatever. He's, I'm... he's been talking a lot about legacy. Mm. We might what they might be turning the DC universe into is something that can be basically a DC comics for all time. Something that really is just as fun to say, Young Justice. Young Justice was a great version of the DC Universe. Young Justice happened at the same time as the New 52 was happening, which made the New 52 all the more insulting because you could be like, this cartoon show has all the continuity you just got rid of, mm. and it's doing it ten times better than you'd ever done it. So, that's what's up with DC. All the books are ending uh, at issue 52 for the ones that actually stuck around um, uh, from like the first launch. And so on. So they made it fifty-two issues. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it's a good, good place to any to end that. You know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So that's that's what's up with DC Comics. Maybe they're like maybe their secret obsession is like numerology. They're like, gotta well, get to one thousand. If we do this, then they might be because <laughs> they really might be. Um, yeah, and I, I can, there's a whole like list of things that have been canceled and and are are coming back and all. There's a bunch of weird titles out there, but um, yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a change, and hopefully it'll be a good one. And I will let you know if it is, because I wouldn't blame you for never ever trusting them ever again, <laughs> based on all the stupid shit they've done in the past five years. Why would you read a DC Comics when you when you, when you can't invest yourself in it? Yeah. The, the only thing that counts is a good standalone story, which is why they've had some really good runs. 
like Azarello and Chang's run on Wonder Woman is like the best the character's ever been, which coincidentally happened within the New 52 probably by accident. Because no one was, was, was watching it because they weren't <laughs> expecting anything from it, perhaps? Probably. So, yeah. That's that shit. Mm. Well, mm. meanwhile, Marvel's been kicking some ass. No shit. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> That's an understatement. Obviously, we're talking about like, Deadpool, <laughs> but they released the trailer for Daredevil Season 2, mm. which I'm excited about. Because mm. every time like there'd be a news thing on like Facebook or, or wherever, it'd be like, oh, a new thing for Daredevil Season 2. It's like, oh, sweet. I click it, and it'd be like the logo would flash and you'd hear audio from like season one. I'd be like, what the hell is this? Like, this isn't a teaser. This isn't a trailer, but here's the first legit trailer for season two. There's a lot in there. Yeah. It's a, it's a hell of a trailer. Uh, we'll link to it on this episode's page, of course, and everything else. Um, and a, a dude from Walking Dead's playing Punisher. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he's... Uh, the guy who played Shane. Yeah, the guy who played Shane from Walking Dead. And I was, I was, I was a little... I don't want to say skeptical, but I was definitely just sort of like, oh, he's an interesting choice. Let's we'll see how he does. And I'm waiting to see him. They've been waiting to show him the trailer. I thought he looked pretty good. Looked uh, looked like he's going to play the part pretty well, taking it pretty seriously. I'm anxious to see where they go. I still wish they'd gone for an older Punisher and gotten in Thomas Jane, who could be, admittedly, he could be older, but he's much older now than when he first played Punisher. Right, right. Have you guys ever seen, uh, I think it was called Dirty Laundry, which was, yeah. yeah. His, his return as uh, uh, the Punisher unofficially. The, 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 it was a yeah, fan. The, fan. Yeah. The, the, the quote, fan film done, yeah. produced by... Hollywood people starring a Hollywood person. Yeah. Right. Well, once he got a hold of the script, supposedly he just like pretty much put his own funds behind it and made it happen with his connects. But I don't know. Either yeah. way, I loved it. But uh, I had heard there's still rumors that uh, not, not to tie in with Daredevil, but there was rumors that they were reaching out to Wesley Snipes to be Blade in mm. the established Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Should be so weird. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, if they, I hope they do that. That would be awesome. Just to make... And you know what? All that's canon. <laughs> Just everything that happened years before all before all these Is other Blade superheroes. Is Blade supposed to age at all? I don't Probably know. Probably not. not. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they can CGI him. I, I'm not, I haven't <laughs> yeah. seen Wesley Snipes in a long time. Neither but holy I, crap, yeah. has it been a long time since Blade happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But the, also, uh, new stuff about Guardians of the Galaxy... Mm -hmm. James Gunn tweeted the first official photo, like teaser photo on the set. Such sort as of it thing. is, yeah, character yeah. silhouettes, basically. Yeah, 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 but it was still pretty cool. It was cool to see little little Groot, Groot. you know, like hanging yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, Groot. He's going to be tiny. It's still yeah. tiny Groot. Yeah. Well, he popped. He's out of. He's out. He's bigger than when you saw him at the end credits. Well, but... right. Yeah. He, like, I mean, I saw the picture. Like a pop doll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was expecting him to like you know actually grow he between grown. movies. He's grown like three inches. Yeah. Before he was. Yeah, but during the first movie, he like can double his size like in a couple instances. Like yeah, he, he seems it, a little bit more magical like maybe, as far as his growth maybe abilities it was, like, go. Maybe like compressed mass and he just like extend like what he already has. Or or maybe it's just a cute picture cuz I can't imagine them <laughs> keeping mini Groot the whole time. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean in the comics if he gets if he gets splintered down like he's he's back in action like it's full, you know, 6 foot 10 Groot right, pretty right. quickly. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know, but you but, know, uh, I'm psyched but uh, James Gunn said that it, in the film they're going to explore uh, who who uh, Peter Quill's father might be. That's good. And they need to do that for sure. Shortly after that, they announced that Kurt Russell is officially in the film. Mm -hmm. So people were like, "Oh, Kurt Russell! Like Kurt Russell's going to be his dad!" And this is all this. So people people started speculating like on who who Kurt Russell could be. And um, obviously, he's a magical being that fathered. Yeah, being made of magical Lord. light I or something. Everywhere. I couldn't find anything on what well, Kurt Russell could be doing. People, but. people speculated. There was there's a speculation that went around that, that got addressed. Is uh, um, someone tweeted like retweeted when when James Gunn said, "Oh, official Kurt Russell's in the film." This person retweeted it and was like, 
oh, Carousel's going to be playing Jason. I'm like, who the hell's Jason? I don't know. So, like, I look it up, and Jason was, uh, in the comics, was Peter Quill's dad, and he's just, like, human-ish he's, alien. He's the, he's the Humanoid, king of, yeah. King. He's the king of Spartax. Yeah. And, and there's really nothing mysterious or interesting about him. Yeah. He's he, an asshole, actually. He, he then loses the throne, becomes a villain. Well, they said that in the first movie. Yeah. They did. That's the thing. And then, but that's, <laughs> that's what made me wonder, because there's a lot of parallels. True. But once he goes bad, uh, he then hires bounty hunters to hunt down his son. Yeah, this has all happened really recently, actually. Yeah, so it's, I'm like, oh, there's, like, parallels to, like, what's really going on there. But then uh, James Gunn retweeted to that and uh, not only said that that's not going to happen, but he mentioned another Marvel character jokingly that people were wondering, is this person going to be in the film but or, or be, be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? But he's probably not. He's just making a joke. He says, um, there is no Chasson in the MCU. Unless in the future, that's the name Moon Knight's stoner neighbor gives himself. Well, and Moon Knight, so people Knight's... Are like Moon Knight, Moon Knight's gonna be in the Marvel episode. Like, no, we don't know that. He's just making a joke. People gotta relax. M- Moon Knight has been on the short list of other street level characters to find their way to Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that could be cool. Yeah, it could be very cool. Moon Knight is a. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Weird as hell character. So, uh, But he, wouldn't he be a little bit too much like Daredevil? Like the Batman-esque? No. Like... No. Moon, cause, because Moon Knight actually has powers. Uh, so does Daredevil? Well, I mean, I'm talking about like Moon Knight's powers is one. He's a schizophrenic guy who gets like kind of enchanted by an Egyptian deity. Right, right. It's there's much more there. Well, that, that just how, how could they be cool with that? But then be like Iron Fist. What do we do with Iron Fist? It's I like... think because because Iron Fist is too expensive. Yeah, I think that's what they're they're afraid of is is how costly doing Iron Fist is going to be. They better do it because if they if they just give us Punisher instead of Iron Fist, I'm going to be furious. I want that Iron Fist show so bad, especially after you drop all them hints. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be it'd be a letdown, but hoping they go through with it. Yeah. Anyway, we should talk about uh, about our, our patrons, new folks. Who yeah, giving us love. We got we got one new patron since last time. Okay, <laughs> Jason Rakino. Welcome, Jason. Pretty rad, my friend. However, uh, well, first of all, I want to remind everybody that if you are patrons of us at ten dollars or more, once a month, we'll say whatever you want. Last time, Boar gave a negative shout-out, and uh, we also had a, a, a PSA about um, some some good environmental tactics. So, whatever you want, just, re- just remember to email us, info at nerdyshow.com, send us a message on Patreon, whatever you want to do. Um, but, as we mentioned in our prior couple episodes, we have an initiative going on, something, something we, we'd like to ask all of you, which is we want you to rate and review us on iTunes something we've mentioned in the past 
as uh, you know a, a thing that's that's good to do. But the reality is is that it actually can create new listeners to Nerdy Show. The more uh, ratings we get, the more reviews we have on iTunes, the more your favorite shows will be discoverable and the more opportunities there is for Nerdy Show to grow. Because the more people that are listening, uh, the more people that, well, that are, are sharing it, the bigger we can grow, the more patrons, you know, you, you, you can see the math here. Up until now, it's been accidental people stumbling upon it and word of mouth. Yes. <laughs> word of mouth, still very strong. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend, tell your family, tell whoever needs to know about Nerdy Show, about Nerdy Show. Whether it's the, the videos that we're making now or, or podcasts, if they're savvy enough to do the podcast game. But this rating and reviewing thing would be huge. Uh, it's super easy to rate. All you got to do is go on and click a five-star rating. And we actually have a new uh, way to make this more streamlined. We have a page called uh, uh, nerdyshow.com slash spread the word. And if you go there, you'll find links to all of our individual iTunes feeds for every single show on the network, as well as the Nerdy FM app, where you can rate and review all that stuff. If you, if you go on there, if everybody who's listening to this goes on there and – as ratings, uh, just just star ratings. Man, this shit would skyrocket. We'd be top of the world. <laughs> it would be ma- it would be amazing. Uh, the reviews also help because I, we don't know how iTunes algorithms work exactly, but they're all you know it's all beneficial. Um, and I gotta... well, I mean, think about it. I mean, you go to look at a a new podcast, or you're shopping around for something on iTunes or your Google Play Store or something. Are you going to go to the one with you know three stars, or are you going to go to the one with like fifty stars? You know, well, mm-hmm. and not just the reviews, or not just the ratings, but it's like this. Oh, they're all five star re- ratings, but there's no reviews. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you want you want some sus- substance. Just tell just yeah. What am yeah. I getting into? <laughs> we need, we need some more substance. We know there's a lot of you out there, and uh, you know just. Give us a couple of seconds of your time. Yeah. Por favor. So we actually want to give uh, some love here to the fine folks who have been, who some have left sweet, us reviews. Because sweet love. We, we've, we've put the feelers out. We, you know, we, we, we didn't have the nerdyshow.com slash spread the word how to thing, but we said, hey, can you do this? And some fine folks did. And uh, I'm going to read the first one. We got actually each of us has, has a different one that I that We have I a different one. Handed, uh, handed out here. I've got a one right over here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this, one, this review is called The Best a Nerd Can Get by J.J. Mason. There's no better way to say it. This podcast right here is the best on the internet. Damn. <laughs> if you like anything even a little geeky at all, The Nerdy Show has something for you. It's funny and positive and just weird enough that you feel like maybe you shouldn't be listening to it, but are totally going to anyway because you know what? You're a little weird too, and these are your people. Damn, that was that was very well said. I'm yeah. definitely his kind of people. JJ rocked it. Thank you, JJ. Thank you so much. Uh, mine says, great podcast by to action fan. I came for the Doritos, but stayed for the other nerdy goodness. Truly, they all, hold on. Truly, they have all things nerdy covered in this podcast feed. And then he also posted a review on the Dungeons and Doritos page. Delicious, crunchy snacks, mayhem, chaos, drama, hilarity, and good times for all who listen to these tales. Thank you to Action Fan. Nice. Whoa. That, that's the crinkling Sorry. of a Dorito bag. <laughs> Showing it off on the video part of it. Spicy sweet chili for those of you who are flavor curious. It's currently my favorite. I'm not curious about that flavor. That's actually my least favorite Doritos flavor. What? Yeah. Ooh, I know some favorite? people think that that's heresy, but... What's your favorite? Literally any other kind of Doritos. (laughs) (laughs) 
I really like then. the taco ones. Do they still make those? They, uh, I see a bag right behind you. Uh, ta- taco Doritos in the retro bag are distributed in most parts of the United States except Florida. Son of a bitch. It's awful. I've never tried any of these flavors. <laughs> they're, they're looking at the Dorito shelf for Dungeons and Doritos here. It's... All right, all right. More reviews. Sorry, I, got, I got one of these sorry. things over here. I'm going to go ahead and just read it um, so to talk about Doritos the rest of the time. <laughs> a network for all nerds across the multiverse by Wolfboy1988. Are you a nerd or like things considered nerdy? With quotes. Do you like hearing people's opinions on the newest anime, comics, video games, or tech? Do you enjoy re- dramatic readings and or dramatic role-playing? Do I have a network to recommend you? If you have something that you like to nerd out about, then chances are they've talked about it in at least one episode of their many shows. The hosts are amazing people, like, you know, me, who continuously <laughs> thank... No, I didn't. Wolfboy thought I was great. <laughs> the hosts are amazing people who continuously thank the community for the success and funding them. If you want something nerdy to listen to, then I say to you, welcome home. Thank you, Wolf Boy. No, he he really he really didn't love me in there. I lied. I lied a little <laughs> you made bit. That part I up. I've been influenced by Brandon. <laughs> now, Doug, I have one yeah. for you that's uh, that's special. Just okay. Because this was this was left on the the Ghostbusters Resurrection page. Oh, okay. Nice. Okay. So for Ghostbusters Resurrection, this uh, uh, subject is feels like Ghostbusters. I mean that as the highest compliment <laughs> by Jeff Stormer, or Stormer. Excuse me. He says. Ghostbusters is an easy thing to get wrong tonally, I found. You can either be too silly and lose the stakes, or too serious and married to the minutia of of the canon and lose sight of the humor. GBR really nails this balance. The characters are goofy but grounded. The stakes are real, but there's always room for jokes. The action scenes are just the right balance of wild and restrained. The players know when to cite the Ghostbusters protocol and when to fly by the seat of their pants. And it's exciting as often as it is hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. Nice. Yeah, so wonderful this reviews. Makes me feel warm and fuzzy. It's yeah. Like... <laughs> Did my person have a name? Yeah, to to action fan. I think you oh, read it. Oh, that was the. Oh, I'm. So... I didn't realize that was. We'll we'll work on a reading comprehension. <laughs> well, see, it didn't look like an actual username. Fund the network so we can educate poor Nikki over here. Look at her. She's she's sad because she's she's. Not... I'm sad. Be... She doesn't know how to read. It's <laughs> it's sad. We'll queue up uh, Arms of the Angels and play it. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sarah McLaughlin when you need her? So um, nerdyshow.com slash spread the word. That's the page that's got all the resources you need on ways to uh, help us out. Full instructions on rating and reviewing on iTunes if you're, if you're curious how that works, why that works, why we're doing it, all that stuff. Anyway, if you can help us out, great. The star ratings would be amazing. We've actually got a few shows that actually have, have no ratings right now, which kind of um, no public ratings because they need to have several ratings before they – published publicly which kind of makes sense because these haven't been published in a while atomic robo nuts and bolts no public review yet uh or, or ratings yet bits rhymes in life no public ratings yet nerd groove uh derpy show and nerdy show book club so if you if you like those shows please go on give those things five stars um and any any reviews but across the board anything you can do would be great especially derpy show and what's the, what's the know, story there? What's the story there, Boar? What's the story with Derpy Show? What people people got questions? I'm sure. Yeah, I have actually been asked recently about like what's going on with Derpy Show. What's going on with Derpy Show? And uh, it takes a lot of time to make it, and I've been spending a lot of time over here. And uh, all my co-hosts on Derpy Show are really really busy all the time. It's it, it's always been like wrangling cats with that show, and uh, it's been even more difficult. Now lately, it's like so. wrangling eels. 
Yeah. Yeah. Plus my attention's all over the place. So, I mean, I plan on bringing it back whenever I can get them to do it, but that's difficult sometimes. So, And committing to a schedule is kind of the antithesis of the spirit of Derpy Show. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, if you want it back, the best thing to do is to go like it on Facebook and just, you know, yell at us. Complain until it happens. Seriously. Like, you know, if Are there some uh, Twitter feeds they should antagonize. If, if Chan Sterling or Robo Joe or the girls see any action, like people going, oh, bring back Derby Show, they will totally, totally do <laughs> it. So if you can get them excited, fans, we'll do it. So cool. Yeah. Cool. Now, on to something. Very serious. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going to tune out. You've probably seen the message that Apple uh, sent, the kind of open letter, about the FBI asking them to build a backdoor into their operating system for the purpose of a terrorist investigation. Apple was like, look, fuck terrorism. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> fuck terrorism. We fucking hate terrorism. We want to help. But here's the thing. They have asked us to compromise security of our software in such a way so that there is no doubt in our minds that it would fall into the wrong hands and make everybody on the planet using our products 100% vulnerable to all kinds of attacks. And Yeah, here's the thing about backdoors is when you create a backdoor and you give the key to one person, like say a government uh, agency, you created a door that somebody can pick the lock to. So even though no, one person pick has the, the key, you gave him a key. Like, well, <laughs> no, 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 no. That agency, you in theory want to have that key because you gave it to them. But you also created a door, and that's what Apple has been talking about: is that we don't want to create that door that can allow exploitation. Hmm. That's the important part. Is, and, and and I mean the people with the key also. We don't necessarily want them to to get into absolutely everything, right. and that's a huge problem too. So it's sort of a double edged fuck you to consumers to make that door. Hmm. And it's a weird situation because uh, lots of people are seeing this and being like, oh, big corporation won't help the fight on terrorism. What the hell? Uh, they actually did a lot, didn't they? Like, they, they, they were, didn't they try to break into that person's, like, the specific specific phone in question? Like, didn't they try to help in other cases as well? Like, oh, don't they have a history of helping? Apple has helped in many other cases, but in this specific case, something different happened. This is what you, if you've seen um, this in this case, I believe Apple is 100% right, and that the FBI is really trying to set a precedent to create a. Well, a, a, they want it, they want to create a security state, but they're actually like doing something that's just going to fuck up everybody's Christmas. Um, <laughs> it sounded like they were going to have to create a whole new like exploitable operating system. Yeah, um, basically, and and the thing here is that. Uh, there's an article which I'll publish a link to that very helpfully explains all this about the nature of creating what's called a forensic tool. Now, the back door to the thing the thing the FBI has asked Apple to do is create what they're designating a forensic tool. But this forensic tool is actually, you know, a hole in their operating system. The, the FBI has chosen to classify the thing that they are asking Apple for as a forensic tool which by them choosing to classify them asking for it as that thing has allowed the courts to be like, yeah, we should probably, that's, that seems a, like a reasonable request. Before, they've said, hey, Apple, can you help us uh, out with this? And they'll be like, yeah, sure, that's fine. We'll help you get in there. But this is different. They're like, can you give us a tool so we'll never have to ask you ever again? But if Apple does that, 
then that door is wide open for everybody right. forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole this the article I'll, I'll link to has a whole explanation of the entire process for how it would cre- uh, the, all the the peer reviewing and scientific study and everything else that creates a forensic tool and the amount of steps involved in this simple request for build a back door has so much involved in such a huge period of time that the FBI is actually delaying the process of cracking this this terrorist phone by requesting that it be something much bigger than it needs to be. If they said, hey, Apple, can you crack this phone for us? It would be done already. Right. Instead, instead, John McAfee say, offered to hack it for them, too. <laughs> he said, they said, don't crack this phone. They said, crack all phones. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's it, really, it's crazy. And you're gonna, and there's a ton of misinformation out there. In fact, I saw an article by Carl Hyacin, one of my favorite like comedic fiction authors. We reviewed his books on Nerdy Show Book Club before. He published an article that's the most fucking ignorant thing I've ever heard from him. And sometimes he can be a grumpy old man. In this case, motherfucker was talking some just fucking bullshit. Like, it was insane. He was saying, words. Like, he was saying, like, you know, like, all of a sudden, this big corporate company won't, you know, won't concede to fight a terrorist. Like, this is what's happening with corporations rebelling against our government. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm wary of a corporate-controlled America. But I'm also wary... Of, like, a, a security state-controlled America. Right. Every time I hear that type of stance, like, oh, you know, like, they can they can go ahead and spy on me. I ain't got nothing to hide. I am mind-boggled by that sort of a mindset. Wanna, like, I don't... hide your I credit don't, card information? Right. Like, I don't understand what could possibly be going through their mind. They think only the government would be able to do it. But the fact is... Like, yeah, go ahead and take away yeah, all my freedom. If, if the government... Well, even even if you were actually legitimately okay with the government looking in your phone whenever it wanted to, I'm pretty sure that same person would not be okay if a hacker could do it. Like a complete stranger right. stealing your data right. and stealing your credit card information, your bank information, But I'm, I'm talking even more generally. Like, right, even right, if right, it right. wasn't a phone thing, like when the Patriot Act came around, there was a lot of talk about things like this, like government spying, NSA spying, shit like that. And the people with these mindsets, like, oh, why don't you want to be spied on? Like, I don't get it. Like, why? Why? What is wrong with you? Yeah. I... Well, and these are the same people that that don't want government health care. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's my body. It's my business. But you can put cameras can, in my house. <laughs> can you decide which version of socialism you're interested in? No. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's like even if you have nothing to hide, there's still just this thing about, you know, being a human. You still poop with the door closed. Yeah. And a lot of people have legitimate reasons to want to hide things too. Like for their own safety, for the safety of the country, for the safety of a lot of different things. It it makes no sense. Yeah. No for just wanting okay privacy. Mm-hmm. I thought privacy was in the constitution, is it not? Should be. So I don't know. If there's anything that we, as normal people, can do about this. I just make a big stink about it, um, I mean, we, we, man, and, ex- and explain it to others so that they don't, when they hear it on like a news bite, on you know, summed up in twelve seconds on you know mainstream uh, news channels, they don't say, "Oh, Apple's refusing to help the FBI. They're bad," you know. But if they hear it from other sources, then they could you know hopefully get the straight answer. Yeah. So. That document, that 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 article that I'll, I'll I'll forward everybody to is is a very straight answer because it, it outlines exactly what is being asked of Apple and how insane it is, um, and it, it's weird, it's troubling to me how many uh, heavy conversations we've we've ended up having on Nerdy Show lately. Like, there's been a lot of headlines that are just like you know disconcerting. Trans Pacific Partnership, 
Mm-hmm. All this other stuff. Like, like we're... Well, it concerns we're, us as internet people. Yeah, yeah we're, we, we are internet people. I mean, we're real people. Don't get me wrong, but we're also we're, on the internet. We're also, so. Yeah, we're also, we also come from the internet. Like, I, I'm strictly internet people. I'm, it's just, I'm not person. real. <laughs> it's, it's just very... It's a very... A lot of a lot of stuff is happening right now. It just makes it a very troubling time to live in. That we're we're teetering on the edge of a, of, of many kinds of the future and augmented reality and all other glorious things. But then also the scary future. Some people right, don't like wanna, the Donald you know, Trump future. What is? Which brings me back to what are fe- what are people thinking? Come on. I drive around and then I see the Trump signs in people's front yards. I am so scared. I haven't seen a lot of Trump signs. I have seen a lot. And then I've had family Obviously, members who are like, I'm thinking about voting Carolinas for Trump. Lately. And I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this isn't a political show. Uh, there's plenty of those out there. But, you know, you're you're a nerd. You're smart. You're educated. You're listening to this show. You can make your own opinion. Yeah. Make your own opinion. Don't vote for Trump. <laughs> but but don't go vote. out and go out and read about why. <laughs> have your own opinions, but don't vote for Trump. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to a technology that very certainly could be used for government programs, as it yeah. has been. It's scary. In Weapon X. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Uh, there has been some recent breakthroughs in science being able to get rid of memories, like erase or alter your memory. Mm. Um, basically, uh, when memories are formed, right? Like everyone, we all have memories. We know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. When you have a memory, you're. Wait, what? You're. When you, when you have a moment, remember, this is, this is, oh. we're talking about memories. Wait. We're talking about memories now. Are we? Yeah. One yeah. time I remembered a thing. <laughs> it was awful. But each, here's the Never thing. doing it again. Wait, when your brain experiences something, it forms a memory. Mm-hmm. People used to think that, you know, storing a memory would be like, oh, there's a part of your brain that all the memories go into and you, and you recall it and that's how you recall memories. Uh, turns out that's not entirely accurate. What it's more like is um, every time you have an experience, a new connection gets made in your brain. So it just keeps... You keep having like your brain physically changes each time you have a new memory. Right. That's why sometimes it, you start to lose memories if you don't recall it enough because it'll start to fade and make way for sort of new memories. Um, but the, the the crazy thing is that each time you try to remember a memory, you are re, sort of retracing those physical connections in your brain, and that memory changes ever so slightly. So it's like forging a path through the woods when you make a new memory, but then every time you want to revisit that memory, it's like you're walking down the same path. It's not the exact same each time because you're changing it just by remembering it. And every time you remember it, it's a little less accurate and a little less accurate and a little less accurate. And the more you think about it until eventually it's not really at all what it used to be, which is why eyewitness reports for crimes is kind of unreliable. Hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, the point being uh, there is a drug – There is a th- this company experiments with this new drug. I'm going to pull the name, and I'm going to butcher the name because it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. Um, basically, so um, the chemical in your brain is called. Oh, I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> I can't wait. No, norepinephrine. 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 Uh, it's so that's that's. Like Are you the, talking about norepinephrine? N- norepinephrine. Norep. No, no, no. There's no. There's no. There's no repinephrine. Norepinephrine? 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 Say it twelve more times. No. Norepinephrine. It might. That, Let's whatever. call it memory juice. It's the well, it's, it's <laughs> not memory juice. It's the it's the part of your brain that like focuses. I've probably with, only heard that, like I've heard it on uh, TV shows, and they're probably like on CSI or something. Time. Yeah, they probably say yeah. it wrong. Well, that well that's the part. That's the chemical in your brain that sort of most responds to fight or flight mode, like when something traumatic happens. Let's call it fear sauce. Fear sauce. Okay, so the fear sauce <laughs> in your brain 
triggers, you know, fight or flight, and you know, you're freaking out. Right, you, you... straight on up to the brain squirrel. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, last year, researchers in the Netherlands, they figured out a way to get rid of arachnophobia for certain people that were suffering from arachnophobia. Wow. They gave them a drug that would block that from happening. So mm. so, so, so now, that we, now that I've sort of explained how when you have a memory and you retread those steps, it just makes it weirder and weirder. So what they would do is they take people, they took a, a sampling of people who were confirmed like arachnophobic. Uh-huh. And they would say, okay, we're going to give you a pill that's going to help with the fear. We're going to put a tarantula in a glass jar on the table next to you, and we're going to just measure, you tell us how afraid you are and everything else. <laughs> so they would have a control group who, who took a placebo, you know, who would, you know, so they take a placebo and they, they would sit next to it and they, they would freak out because they had a traumatic experience in their past. Uh-huh. Uh, other people, they would sit them down with the, with the tarantula in the jar and they would take the pill. After about, uh, after, after, after a little while, they would stop being scared of the tarantula in the jar. After three months, they would take the tarantula out and hold it in their hand, and they could just handle the tarantula. These are people who were like straight up arachnophobic, like freak out. D- did they want to? Did they? It didn't did scare they develop them. Affection? For they, the no, no. They would. They would. It, would, it didn't make them fall in love with the tarantula. It made them. Hey, would you? Can you open the jar? Okay, you can open the jar. Can you pick up the tarantula and be like, Yeah, actually, I'm not. They, they would just not be scared of it anymore. They would still have that memory. So of, weird. Of being, they would still remember being scared, but it just would not. They would just like, not huh. be scared of it anymore. Fear is so complicated. There's so much right. that goes into the the, the ideas that but create here, the fear. Here, here's the cra- here's another interesting thing. They had another sample group of of people who were arachnophobic took the actual drug, but they wouldn't sit them next to a tarantula. They would just have them talk about like you know the memory. They would sit there. But then after a couple months, they would bring in the tarantula. They would be just as scared all over again, even though they took the drug. For people uh-huh. who took the drug while being in the room with the tarantula, they they. They just got over it, and they could handle it and everything. So you have and to actually even, really be, like, experiencing the fear. Not experiencing it. You just have to, like, really retread it in your brain and, like, really ex- – not not experience it, but you have to associate the memory with the fear. So, and, what this, and what this drug does is disassociate the emotion from the memory. Hmm. Gotcha. So and, and if you wanted to go all, like um, – spotless mind, you ha- instead of having pictures of your girlfriend, you'd have to actually have her in the room. Well, you wouldn't forget her. You would just forget you would you the emotion would be gone. I'm just trying to plan out this drug. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh the even more interesting thing is that up to 1 year after the experiment, those people still could handle like a tarantula. Like they were still they, they were fine. Well, and it's like it's like the 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 traumatic experience was So I'm going to have to handle the ex-girlfriend. You wouldn't have to actually handle, but you would you you would get over it is the point. And people oh, were like, "Oh, so interesting." So that's what cats are for <laughs> to help you get over it. Well, um, uh, they did. I could take the drug and not be afraid of cats anymore. They did a similar experiment in mice where they would shock I'm, the I'm mice really after a certain cats. tone would play. So like boop, and they would wait, and then it would shock the mice. And after a while, the mice would just be like, they would hear the tone boop, like Pavlov, you know, Pavlov's dog. They would they'd be scared waiting for the for the tone to arrive. Did the same thing, and after a while, they would forget the tone would bleep they wouldn't shock it but it wouldn't be scared anymore just be like oh okay nothing's happened all right we're moving on it's just disassociates that and to to do it even further they even did it with two different tones so it's like boop boop and then it would shock shock them and they would get it would get scared of both tones when they would give the drug when it was only playing one tone but not when it was playing the other tone it would be not afraid of the original tone but still scared of the other so it even was specific it wasn't just like numbing you from like all fear it was just it was for whatever specific Do you thing know you how long it with. took like how many sessions it took with the spider before there was any sort of a it was months i think it, it was it was at least three months before they they could pick it up and handle it 
Wow. How, yeah. how often? Are we talking like I don't once th- a I month, don't, twice a month? I don't think well, they. It, I, don't, I don't think they said it, exactly here, when. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm I, just wondering, like, for something like, like how many if, if you're afraid of public speaking, for example, how many right. times are you going to have to go up in front of a crowd? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, this is just <laughs> sort this of drug. A, this is just sort of a promising example. And then again, you wouldn't have to necessarily step in front of the crowd and actually face your fear and touch your fear. You would just have to associate it with your fear so like because at first what got them to the point where they could touch it wasn't one day they were super scared and then one day they decided they right. could touch it they would sit with it in the jar in front of them and say oh you know what it's not scary anymore but you, co- you they- can combine this with virtual reality convincing magic yeah. leap style virtual reality and you're going to find yourself because well oh that's be- a really good idea i like that but no yeah. but here's the other thing getting rid of like your trauma or or your or, or a memory is difficult but what's actually super easy is implanting a false memory just what? by enough suggestion. No drugs are necessary. Like you, you could, you could. I mean, you can do that. Yeah, without yeah, drugs. Exactly. Like I mean, again, this is why like eyewitness reports, you know, are are not that great. You know, it's like if you say, well, especially if somebody has an agenda and they're like leading you. Into exactly. Yeah. That's that's why you can't really rely on whatever. So it's like you there, there's there's videos online you can see how easy it is to just just through just through association to be like there was a, there was a test done uh, part of this article that I read there was a test done where they, they had a woman pose as um as a psychologist and this was an experiment they were running to see if they could implant a false memory and they were talking to these people and they were talking about like childhood experiences or whatever and she said uh, she would then say she would ask she would over the course of like one session she'd be she would get their personal history and then they'd come back for the next session and she'd be like okay so i spoke with your parents and um there was an event in your life when you were younger where you actually got into a fight with your best friend and it got really physical and you were like really upset do you remember that at all and at first they're like no like no i don't remember that at all and she goes oh yeah your parents said it was really out of character it was really strange and they'd be like i re- i don't i do not remember that i do not remember that at all she would say okay well here's what we're gonna do we're gonna do an exercise we're gonna try to remember it because she so sort of similar thing where well, you gotta you know re-experience that memory and you know it'll come back to you so um, just take me take me through what you were doing at that time and sort of close your eyes and just sort of think about uh, what emotions you were feeling at that time and that time in your life. Where were you? Do you remember where you were at the time? They said you were at like this – and she would name an actual place because she would actually talk to the parents and get like a random location that this person knows that they were at. And after a while of just pushing them and pushing them, and then she would ask like leading questions like, was it about a toy maybe that you were playing with? Did they take a toy or something? And they'd be like, um, you know, there was one time where I – you know what? I do remember getting really angry because of this, and it's completely made up. But they feel like they're actually remembering something because they're like trying to. Pe- it's like piecing a puzzle together in your own brain. I've had somebody try to do that to me once. Like my mom uh, tried to get me to think that she had taken me to Universal when I was a kid. <laughs> and it, 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 it never, now here's here's the thing: it, that, it never happened. But she keeps trying to implant this memory in my the, head. And one of the reasons why that may not work is because uh, there was no social pressure. Like the only pressure was from your mom, and you're like, well, you're, th- that's just wrong. You, you, you're remembering that wrong. But she would add the social pressure of being yeah. like, see, this- I don't have any memories of having gone on the Back right. to the Future ride or seeing right. the Ghostbusters thing or anything like that that was around back then. But she claims that I went there. Right. I, I was like, know, how man. could I have gone there and not gone on Back to the Future? There's no way yeah. at any point in my life would I have ever been able to re- like resist that. But part of this part of this test was she would so say, oh, well, other people it. do this no. did this this session and they try to remember it and. Nine out of ten times, they will remember it. So there's a good chance you'll remember it. So now they have this added pressure of like, I don't want to look like a weirdo and be an outlier and not remember something that actually happened to me. My parents wouldn't lie. Why would they lie? If they said it happened, it happened. I have to think. Of it. And then you just – you invent it. You make it happen. And you actually believe it because it feels just like a real memory. And that's just a really simple watered-down thing. But now if you combine these two sciences, is it not impossible to remove a memory and replace it mm-hmm. or modify a memory entirely? Where it's like, and they, now they've said that 
publicly at least, they have not actually deleted a memory in a human being yet. Only reason is, be is because ethically, they're not sure where they stand on it. But they believe that it is entirely possible to with drugs or with drugs and other uh, I don't want to say okay. therapy, but the psychological approach. So they think they're like, oh yeah, it seems very possible to actually delete the memory where you won't even remember it, and we can replace it with something else. Hmm. So I think the ethics of that are awful. <laughs> like I, yeah. I, I I can't. The only they would say they only really want to focus on this kind of therapy that exists now for traumatic experiences like soldiers with PTSD. Or um, people who got out of a really abusive, like abusive relationship, and they can't like move on, or, or so victims of violent assault. So it sounds like they've almost learned the chemical that we as humans already have to right. suppress memories. Exactly. It's well, not even to not even to suppress the memory. No. Right now, right now, the science is being used to sort of suppress soothe the, the emotion, the, of the, the traumatic yeah. emotion that you. But associate. you think they're trying to get to that point where they could totally? They think like, they can wipe and replace. They think they can. They just they're not doing it because ethically, it's like that doesn't. Oh, feel right. ethics. Right. They so may basically, have already done they're it. doing it. They're right. just not going to tell us about it. They may have done. Probably, it. We don't yeah. remember. It's the government. Yeah. yeah. What. But yeah. uh, that but, dang government, them lizard men, <laughs> freedom. But that brings up the question of like, is there any acceptable scenario where mm. you would delete a memory entirely and then replace it with something else? Uh, like, is it? I mean, for 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 a poor for I, a person, I, I bet there's a lot. Like, I don't have any good examples that I would do that too. But I bet there's a lot of people out there that probably right. would, especially have like you, PTSD. Right. Mm. Now, that's the thing. What I, I have no right to tell someone with PTSD. That they that they can't remove this memory that is right. causing them horrible pain, but if you do that, you are literally rewiring your physical brain. There could be all kinds of side effects. There, yeah. And, well, and that's I, yeah. That's one of the things I was worried and, about. And is let's, like let's say, let's the say spider that's thing. What's what memories are nearby that you might be potentially screwing up? You know, like I don't know. Never... But 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 let's say that it worked flawlessly and you actually could do it. Like yeah. Eternal Sunshine style, you go to say, you know what? I had a I had a bad experience. Uh, if you've never violent, seen violent Eternal encounter. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, highly recommend it. You yeah. really should. Yeah, it, it'll it'll enhance this conversation. Right, right. <laughs> but, let, let, but let's say you could delete, like like let's say you went yeah. to war and you're you're suffering horribly, and you can delete that entire memory and replace it. Even if you say, oh, I know I went to war, but I know that I. I mean, it sounds like that memory. could save lives. It could, but on the same time, you are not the same person after that. Uh, what if they but used are you it, better for that or maybe. are you you know that's the thing what if they used it for things similar to um I, I mean it with this you know they're numbing effects and things like that but to me i think of like chuck the tv show and the intercept and things like that like maybe something with this drug could open up your mind to a certain thing. I'm going to need and some then, more context. I've never watched the show. Okay, so uh, basically, Chuck is a guy. He works for the Nerd Herd, which is, you know, or Geek... It's like Geek Squad? Geek, geek Squad, squad okay. cool. is basically sure. Geek Squad. Anyways, so he's just a basic dude, but then all of a sudden he opens up this email that was meant for someone else that he knew, and it ended up, like, flashing all these images and things, and... He basically downloaded it into his brain. All of a sudden, he would like see someone. He'd flash. Sounds kind of like Freakazoid. All the uh, information <laughs> yeah. would just like pop up. He'd understand what was going on. He didn't understand why he understood what was going on, and he ended up having to work with like the secret a agents and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. he, he kind of it's kind of like a, a Call of Duty Black Ops uh, sleeper Cod cell blocks. number station kind of yeah. like here's some, here's mm -hmm. beaming in, info into your head so, via. 
yeah. subliminal messages. And kinda. I mean, people brainwash other people by doing things like this, but it's like, what if this pill could open up those parts of the brain where then all of a sudden you do something, you can be downloading information straight to your brain, rewiring well, it. The, the, the you guys side... ever see that movie, The Matrix? The pill in question really yeah. is just to subdue the emotional attachment right. to the memory. So it's like, if I have, like, I have a, tra- if I have a tra- traumatic memory of something and every time i think about it it makes me feel like bad and i get like a panic attack right well they say hey what if we could have you keep that memory so you still like you know the memory is you're still you you still right. remember it happening but you will no longer get that panic attack when yeah you i wonder about if it. i wonder if you could just take it when you're having a panic attack like you're clearly yeah, exactly. that's, channeling that's the idea it. that you could eventually do that and, and this and i think on that in that aspect is like keeping the memory but relieving the stress that comes with it that sounds great yeah but, that would be amazing yeah but uh and that's what they're on track that's what their goal is but taking it to the mad and, science step yeah, of if like you, what if, if you, we could you know. if you did that in the moment of like like imagine people getting hooked on like oh i don't like this like the, someone who has like social anxiety or some kind of insecurity right. they could get hooked on this and the end result would be they'd be a completely numb shell of a sociopath person. yeah well i mean you'd have to be literally and that's traumatic the story about of my everything. life kids you, you <laughs> have, you have to have a traumatic experience of everything because they've proven that it will only do the targeted thing it won't right. be like everything all at once yeah. unless you literally have and, a paralyzing well, and which, fear of which everything. goes to a question that i had from from way back which is so are they not afraid of spiders anymore or are they not afraid of tarantulas the Sp- they said it said spiders. They were no longer arachnophobic. I mean, like the idea the, didn't. I, tarantulas are because when you see the, the tarantula, you associate that fear like that triggered the memory. Right, like that's of the, the ultimate fear. spider, except for like Tar- tarantula is like the kind of like like goofy puppy dog. Of the yeah, I was, I was gonna yeah, say I puppy too. Long legs in front of me are brown recluse. <laughs> or the, uh, freak the bird, out. the bird eater. Was that one? It, it, you know, that's a form. It's a bigger like, you tarantula. Take, you take like the, the the arachnid form of the ones with the long spindle, like anything like a, like a, like a black widow type. Yeah. Like that's a different kind of primal human fear than what the tarantula. Like, is. You're, you're getting besides the point. The point the point yeah. isn't the kind of spider that it was. The point was that looking at the Where actual spider. The damn it, Doug. We're here to get pedantic tr- on this. It triggered the memory, <laughs> and the memory is what it was fixing, not the fear of this one particular mm. spider that you're looking at at the moment. Like because you see the spider, you think, "Oh man, one time I was really scared by a spider, and now that get, that gets rid of that." Mm. So, I think I think it's an interesting direction to go into. But like, if you go to the doomsday scenario of this, it's like, what's to stop like uh, evil evil corporation like black bagging one of our uh, uh, politicians in the middle of the night, dragging them out, putting the machine on their head, making them forget that they want to help every time the he thinks man. about freedom, yeah. And then they give they implant false memories, and now they work for the bad guys. I don't know. They like, should probably take them lizard men and do something to them. I tell you, lizard what. men are what's doing it. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the lizard men they, they live in caves. They don't have access to say technology, but they do have access to subterfuge. <laughs> And I thought the and that's because of the subterranean technology. Well, yeah, they are. I mean, this it's it's a whole thing, Doug. I mean, like you got you, you, <laughs> there's two guys, there's, like, Are we talking about the lizard men from the X Files episode? Are we talking about like there's there's multiple lizard? I mean, men the world the kinds. world is full of different kind of lizard yeah. men, and there's probably a couple in this room right now. Oh, I ain't God. saying who. Amy. Anyhow, <laughs> I thought we were all going to come out. My bad. On, on that on that sobering note, um, <laughs> thank you for listening to Nerdy Show. I want to remind all of you fine folks that if you like the show, of course, rate and review us on iTunes. Go to nerdyshow.com slash spread the word for more info. But if you have the opportunity, well, okay, let me back up. But if you shop on Amazon, at no extra cost to you, anything you buy, if you follow our links, 
you can in turn f- help fund the network. Go to nerdyshow.com slash Amazon for more details. And pro tip, if you bookmark the, the URL to get to Amazon our way, you can always get to Amazon via the Nerdy Show link. So try that out and uh, maybe uh, change the bookmarks on other people's computers as uh, more evidence is a successful tactic. Yeah, there's, there may be a video uh, where I just talk about that. You know. At nerdyshow.com <laughs> slash spread the word, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but don't forget to like and subscribe these videos. Yeah, like and subscribe. Go, go to the YouTube. YouTube. Do go, that, please. If you're just listening to the audio. And if you're watching the video, you're already there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> click click down the, over here. <laughs> down that way. Or if you have... Doug, Doug. Yeah, way? you got it. Right there. Right, right there. Yeah. If there. you, there if you, you have even a dollar to <laughs> spare, consider subscribing to us on Patreon. You get early releases of shows, um, bonus content as well. Uh, just let us know. Uh, and we'll like you more. Yeah. We'll, I mean, just ever so slightly because we know your name. I won't. I mean, we and like we'll, all of we'll, our we'll listeners. We'll know you exist. No. Yeah, We don't know exactly. who you are until you, until you show yourself. We, we've yeah. got all kinds of perks at different tiers. But, Present yourself to us. But a dollar... <laughs> yes, do it. Um, <laughs> but a, a dollar a dollar a month, if everybody did that, it would change the entire nerdy show world. So consider it. Um, there's It's beneficial to all parties involved. And, uh, and that's the end of the spiel. And, and if you can't give that dollar, spread the word. Yeah, spread the word. It's free and it's quick. Damn it. Kind of. Very quick. Very quick. Very quick. Super speedy. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Bye, I'm Cap. Bye, I'm Nikki. I'm Boar. Bye, I'm Doug. Taking Us Out is a track by Pulled From Panels, an awesome comic book-inspired folk rock outfit from Essex County, Ontario. They've got a new record coming out March 25th called Versus, and this is a track from it all about Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. The Winter Soldier. This is the story of James Buchanan Barnes He fought in World War II and saluted the Spangled Stars But it wasn't until after the Pearl Harbor him and Steve Rogers were truly called to arms. So him and Steve donned some brightly colored outfits that did wonders for their assets, I'll admit it. They were freedom fighters telling Hydra to shove it. Where the sun don't shine, but they never could have guessed that.
Thanks for listening to Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud, or give us your feedback at nerdyshow.com slash survey. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you. Woo! You! To keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow to find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming. Visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com and also go to YouTube and then click subscribe on our YouTube channel and be sure to follow Nerdy Show on all your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Come on, you were laying down the beat. I was I was I was going with it. I'll do the bass. Okay. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.